this week as I was um, thinking about um, attending the wedding of Chris and Eleanor and as I was preparing some thoughts to share with them, I, uh, I thought I would share some of those thoughts with us as a church family this morning. Um, let me start with a story. So it's been about two years since I got married myself um, and uh, Beth and I, we decided to share our life with uh, an animal and we got a dog um, and of course that's uh, for my wife she's a dog person I wasn't so that was a new experience for me but um, I must say I think I am converted to being a dog person now um, <clears throat> but there's something that Fergie our little pup has taught me and uh, let me tell you a story so last Sunday we decided to take Fergie out and uh, mainly Beth and I wanted to go for some brunch uh, at Ormo on the Ormo Road get some coffee and um, we thought we'd take Fergie with us a risky move perhaps um, but <clears throat> we took her with us and the route um, to get to the coffee shop was through our normal walk, dog walking park of Ormo Park which is a place that Fergie knows really really well and she's really relaxed in and free in and the sun was shining the sky was blue there were joggers out there were people picnicking there were kids playing in the playground there was people playing tennis it was a busy park life kind of day and it was really really dry which is really key for walking a dog um at times and uh fergie was off the lead chasing pigeons exuberantly and chasing squirrels and the odd jogger are bad um and then out of the blue she just spots something and she turns to beth and i and beth and i turn to her and then we look forward and she has spotted something under the canopy of a tree ahead. This huge, wet, muddy puddle in the shade of the canopy of this tree. It was a really warm day, but under the tree there was this muddy puddle and she caught eye of it. And before Beth or I could grab her or distract her, Fergie was off. And she was off toward the puddle, um, right in front of all the onlooking park life people. And she runs over, wades into the puddle, turns around and takes one look at Beth and I, and then just plonks herself right down in the middle of the, of the mud bath with a <clears throat> huge grin on her face. It's a fairly deep mud bath too, so she was covered from head to toe. Um, and she had the biggest grin on her face, as I was saying, bathing herself in this mud while joggers ran by laughing kids were giggling and coming over people walking through the park stopped and took their photo their cameras out to take a photo of, of fergie she just waited in the mud and had a great time and uh, some other dog owners looked sympathetically towards beth or i um others give us that little judgy look you know do these people not know how to control their dog kind of look <laughs> um but most people were truly entertained by fergie and the thing with fergie is that she didn't care one bit about what anyone thought. She was living her best life now. She was full of sheer joy. Sheer joy. And it's it's joy. Um, joy that Fergie has taught me most about um, owning, <laughs> owning Fergie, being a dog owner. Um, dogs have sheer, unmitigated, unbridled joy. Whether it's chasing squirrels for Fergie, swimming in Belfast Lock, bathing in mud baths, she exudes joy. Uh, and so I was thinking about joy this week and I wonder what brings you joy. The thought I had was, here's the thing, you know, joy isn't cool. It's not cool, but it is very powerful, incredibly powerful. And I think it's the ingredient that is essential for all of us to make the most of this holy and sacred adventure we call life. 
Because here is the thing this morning, I wanted to share with you three points about joy. We live in an age which is characterized and energized by fear and by cynicism. And fear and cynicism steal life. Fear and cynicism limits life. Fear and cynicism confines life. But joy is the antidote to all of that. Joy is the thing that breaks us out of those limits and confinements and helps us drink deeply from life. The psalmist in Psalm 20, it says, Praise be to the Lord, for he has heard my cry for mercy. The Lord is my strength and my shield. My heart trusts in him and he helps me. My heart leaps for joy and with my song I praise him. My heart leaps for joy, whether it's a, a muddy puddle in Ormond Park or whatever it is that brings you joy. When it happens, our hearts leap for joy and it isn't very cool. Uh, it's not of the moment. It's not like a trend. It's whatever our heart reacts to. It's Joy is pure and it speaks to our hearts. Um, as followers of Jesus, we know that the Christian story is one that continually speaks of joy and points us as humanity towards the source of all joy, our maker, the source of life. Here's a few scriptures that uh, remind us of that. In the Hebrew scriptures, the Jewish leader Nehemiah exhorts the people towards joy. Towards joy excuse me. And Nehemiah, he says in, in chapter 8, go and celebrate with a feast of rich foods and sweet drinks and share gifts of food with people who have nothing prepared. This is a sacred day before our Lord. Don't be dejected and sad, for the joy of the Lord is your strength. For the joy of the Lord is your strength. Joy is part of our story, and the story continues in the Gospel of Luke when we see the angels appearing to shepherds, announcing the coming of God's promise, the coming of God's Messiah Jesus and the angel said to them do not be afraid for I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people and the psalmist in Psalm 30 writes about this experience of finding this good news finding this good news and uh, we see what happens in in verse 11 and 12 you turned my wailing into dancing. You removed my sackcloth and you clothed me with joy, that my heart may sing your praises and not be silent. Lord my God, I praise you forever. The language there of clothing is beautiful and striking. Here we see the writer saying that God has transformed them, that God has removed the clothing, so to speak, of, of fear perhaps, of cynicism, of despair, and that God has replaced it with a clothing of joy, which is such a remarkable image, such good news. And what happens when we experience this kind of joy in life? We, we share it, we, we tell others of it. And the writer in Psalm 30 says this, my heart sings your praises. It is not silent. Lord my God, I will praise you forever. So joy is the antidote. Joy is the antidote over fear and it fills us with life. And here's the thing about joy too. It's deeper and truer than anything else. 
joy isn't a denial. It's not lightness that has never experienced darkness. Joy does not deny that life is difficult. Joy does not deny brokenness in life or heaviness or challenge or struggle. Joy faces it. Joy survives it. Joy walks through it. Joy keeps our hopes alive when we're walking through those valleys in life and joy outlasts it. It's different from happiness, which can be fleeting, can be shallow. Joy is the key to living fully and wholly and well. And when we trust in God and follow Jesus, we are connected to the source of all joy, which gives us eyes to see joy everywhere in all of life. So not only is joy the antidote, but I suppose that's the second point I want to make this morning is that joy is everywhere. Joy is everywhere if we have eyes to see. Joy is everywhere if we have eyes to see. Joy is a way of seeing and paying attention in the every day, in every moment, every single day. It's a practice. Brenny Brown says that a joyful life is made up of joyful moments, gracefully strung together. And so we can learn with eyes to see in everyday moments joy, in the big, in the small, in the ordinary, in the extraordinary, and all of that together will create a life of joy. And here's the thing thirdly about joy, is that joy needs to be chosen. Joy has to be chosen. It's not only an antidote available everywhere, but it has to be pursued, it has to be found, it has to be chosen. It can come to us, but more often than not, we have to go to it. As Henry Nowen says, joy does not simply happen to us. We have to choose joy and keep choosing it every day. So Redeemer, every day we have a choice to make. Are we going to practice joy and see joy in each and every moment? Are we going to soak every last ounce of joy out of life? Let me read the words of the poet Mary Oliver to finish. She says this, If you suddenly and unexpectedly feel joy, don't hesitate. Give in to it. There are plenty of lives and whole towns destroyed or about to be. We are not wise and not very often kind and much can never be redeemed. Still, life has some possibility left. Perhaps this is its way of fighting back, that sometimes something happens better than all the riches or power in the world. It could be anything. It could be very likely you notice it in the instant where love begins. Anyway, that's often the case. Anyway, whatever it is, don't be afraid of its plenty. Joy is not made to be a crumb. Beautiful words. If you suddenly and unexpectedly feel joy, don't hesitate. Give into it. Beautiful. And her final line, don't be afraid of its plenty, for joy is not made to be a crumb. This is profound wisdom because there is an abundance of joy to be experienced and tasted of and savoured in this world. There is enough for all of us to feed our souls on. If we can see it, in the everyday moments of life that are all around us and if we can share it with one another 
we should not hoard joy for fear that they are only crumbs of joy, but we should see and savor and point out and find and pursue joy in every moment of life and spread it where we can. Don't hesitate. This morning I want to share this. Don't hesitate to embrace every moment of possibility. Give into it every chance you can. That seems like a life consistent with following Jesus, who is the source of all life. Joy changes the game. It's in its own category. It runs deeper than everything else. It anchors us to what is real and true, connecting us to the source of all joy and gives us hope for creating a good future. So Redeemer, this morning as your church leader, as a pastor, as a friend, let me exhort you, let me exhort us all to choose joy every day, to train our eyes to see joy every moment, whether it's bathing in a mud bath in Ormo Park, or whether it's tasting that delicious favourite meal that you love, or enjoying that favourite hobby, or friends, or family, or a beautiful sunset, whatever it is, let us savour the joy every day, in the everyday beautiful ordinariness. Let us drink deeply from life. Let us anchor ourselves in the deepest, truest joy of all, which comes from God in Christ. And let us keep the source of all that is true and good at the very centre of our lives, especially in these days. Let us keep Jesus at the centre and let us be people that are filled with joy, for the joy of the Lord is our strength. I'll close with these words from Mary Oliver. If you suddenly and unexpectedly feel joy, don't hesitate. Give in to it. Amen. Amen. I'd love us, us to pray together just as we finish this morning's Sunday live stream. So maybe you want to join with me as I pray some of what we've been talking about. Um, as I pray into that, I'd also love to pray for um, the, the country of Lebanon and the city of Beirut this morning, um, that indeed God's hand would be with those people there. So a lot to pray for. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you for your presence with us in our homes, wherever we are today, this morning. Thank you for your faithfulness. Thank you for your presence. Thank you for Jesus, who is our all in all. Uh, he is the source uh, of all and we just thank you that we are tethered to him connected to him we thank you for his great sacrifice for us on the cross and for the life that he has brought through his resurrection and we just thank you for the joy that flows from a life connected to the source of all life we thank you that life is full of joys if we have eyes to see so lord would you give us eyes to see would you give us the eyes to see joy in every moment of life? Would you give us eyes to see and savour and drink deeply from life every moment? And may you give us the ability to spread that joy where we go. Lord, would you root us deeply with joy, joy in you. May the joy of the Lord be our strength. And no matter what we're going through in life, I pray that joy would would be with us, would walk with us, and would outlast it all. Fill us this morning with joy, we pray. And Lord, as people who are not in denial of how difficult and challenging and broken this world can be, or our hearts this morning, albeit anchored to you, 
with deep, deep joy, Lord, our hearts also break for the people of Lebanon, particularly the people of Beirut in these days, following the explosion this week, Lord. And so we just want to be a people that are um, prayerful and we want to pray for them, Lord. We ask that you would be so very present in the hundreds or thousands of stories that are being lived out in the midst of that disaster, Lord. And we pray, Lord, that there would be humanitarian aid provided to be able to help that country get back on its feet. We pray for the city of Beirut, Lord, that its spirit would not be broken, Lord, and that you would indeed bring life to it through this, Lord. Mysteriously, we pray, Lord, that you would redeem and restore that city. We pray for the families that have lost loved ones. We ask that you would be present in the mourning and the grieving. And indeed, with time, Lord, that you would turn that wailing and that mourning into dancing, that there would be joy that would come in the morning. And so as those people wait for that day, would you sustain them with your presence, with your goodness, with the love and the care of the people that are trying to serve in that situation. We pray that in Christ's name. And Lord, today we pray that you would bless our time together as a church family here in Belfast in Redeemer, that you would give us um, a good time together as we gather in the park, Lord, and that you would continue to be speaking to each of us about the kind of lives that we want to live, that you would draw us into the Jesus life more and more deeply. Lord, that you would draw us deeply into that way of seeing the way Jesus sees and make us more and more like Christ. We pray this in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Amen, Redeemer. Thanks for joining us online today. Look forward to seeing uh, some of you, hopefully, uh, in a couple of hours at the park. Um, yeah, we're looking forward to it. So see you then. God bless. Grace and peace be with you.